0: People. thanks for coming back or being here for the first time either way you're here one is silver and the other is gold mm-hmm. i wanted to um take this time to appreciate who you are Corey. Mm, let's do that <laughs> i thought we'd start with a with a, a little segment i like to call stupid questions
1: And we're back. <laughs> what is the... Um, is this the first stupid question? It's, yeah. Let's go. Bring it on right away. Coffee. Well, what's, the,
0: what's the worst thing about you, Corey?
1: That's not stupid. That's embarrassing. Worst thing about me? Ooh. Depends who you ask. You're asking
0: me, though. Yeah, so this is you. Like. What do I like, think my worst... Yeah, what do you sit around crying into your pillow about?
1: Oh, man. Good one. I mean, it, that's a tough one.
0: There's I'll so go many things. Okay, you, you go first. If you want. I mean, if you want time to think.
1: Yeah, I just have to pick one of the many so things many. that I want to change. <laughs> so many my things. From.
0: My uh, worst thing about me.
1: That is hard. Once you start thinking. Right? Because you're know, it could be this. But it could also be that. I'll tell you one thing I hate <clears throat> that I notice about myself that really makes me frustrated is uh any sort of laziness or procrastination Mm -hmm. if I find myself like I actually to me I don't know if this is normal but I'll actually feel it like I get this feeling in my chest when I know that I'm wasting a couple wasting time when I know that I'm not being productive and I could be especially for someone that has you know is blessed enough to have guitars in my in my home you know and I have a little home studio set up, and I have all this cool stuff. And sometimes I walk in there, and I'm just going in there to change my clothes or something. And I'm like, oh, I just feel it's like a guilt, you know, if I'm not being productive as I as I can't it could be. Is that like a Western American guilt? Totally. Like I have stuff. Yeah. And there, there, like there why can't I just stuff? relax and just not feel the feel the pressure? I just put pressure on myself, I guess. Um, what's so what's the worst thing about you then that you
0: do that to yourself, that or that. that you do it? I don't know. I don't know which one's <laughs> worse—that
1: I am being procrastinating, or if I'm, or or if it's worse to to beat myself up about it. Mm. That's almost like a good thing about you, though. Look at look answer. at you—you you turned it around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just so yeah. concerned about being responsible. That's
1: just the first thing I think of because it no, stresses me now. out. I just get this like guilty stress, like it works against you, kind of like it's mm-hmm. it's a negative because it's like. And then sometimes if you do something because you feel like you have to do it, it's not always the best motivation. You know what I mean? If you do something out of guilt, it's not the same as being inspired to do something.
0: Yeah, you know what's interesting too is that word guilt and like what's inside that concept because in a lot of ways doing something out of guilt is a is almost like a little part of what discipline is. Mm. Like, like someone's got to be kind of... The taskmaster. Yeah, it's like you have this little person inside you that has a whip. It's like, ah. Yeah. And that's like the discipline side. And guilt is like a guilt and shame and ego and drive and goals. And it's almost like this big soup of things that are kind of positive and kind of negative that add up to discipline. Right. I noticed it with songwriting. Like, Mm -hmm. that. it's weird because there's like so many different periods in my life where I've written songs, you know, it's like over 20 years now of songwriting. And early on, like when you said, I get this feeling in my stomach, like, ah, I know that feeling. You know the feeling? You're like, I don't know if it's just me. And I was going to say, no, it's just you. But no, it's me too. And it's probably a lot of people, which is like that feeling of maybe deep down, this is like the positive side of it. Like it's like a feeling of responsibility. Mm -hmm. I can do this. Why am I not doing it? Mm -hmm. You beat yourself up. But then it's also like a, um, it is a, a, a like there's some kind of laziness factor, or there's something where you like it's an it's like a deep down insecurity mixed with like mm. well if I I don't even whatever I'm gonna do is gonna suck anyway, and or like or the other thing which is like the fragile flower version of like I'm just not inspired, like now is not the right time, or mm-hmm. like it's more like I'm cultivating, I'm I'm in a cocoon of. Songwriteriness. But like back in the day, I would just, this is back when I was like living at home, my early 20s, and like I always felt like I had to just get out of there. And like I took a little, my little notebook and my little yeah, tape recorder good. and my just guitar head
1: just to get away.
0: But inevitably, what I'd do is I'd go and maybe, and this wasn't a lot, but for some reason it stands out in my mind as like the ultimate version of this is I'd feel like, uh. meanwhile, my studio is at home, but I'm like, I want to go somewhere. Mm. Maybe it's that romanticized attitude. Like, I always wished I was the guy that could, like, go and sit at a coffee house and write some sweet poetry or something, but I was never, yeah.
1: It never there's to that. It though. was
0: never romanticized like that for me. So, I, whenever I do that, I'd always, like, sit around and be like, this isn't where I want to, I can't, like, sing here and, like, write a song. And there's more distractions if you go outside of your little Totally. sanctuary. Inevitably, at one point, you're like, well, maybe <clears throat> some girl will see that, like, I'm the artist in the corner. And like, <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> like all the other artists in all the corners of the Starbucks. Yeah. And there's something know. to that, though. There's something to just getting, uh, I think, getting out of your this changing of, of scenery, Just especially if you're going outside, you know. Cause how, how many days have you been locked in a studio and you don't really... You're just all getting the air conditioning all... Yeah. You don't really ever get outside until you, you look out. Like There's been times when we look out the window and, oh, the sun's down. We've been inside all day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Not that that's bad, but I think it's good to... It's good for your your subconscious to kind of have more input. Mm-hmm.
0: Dude, okay, two things immediately sprung to mind, which one was one of the best, or one of the songs I'm most proud of that's like a pop song. Is It hasn't been released, but it's called Crying in Black and White. And it was like one of the times where like I went to the beach mm. with my wife and my son and sat there with a the guitar and wrote on the beach. Like, and I never... yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. I've had a guitar at the beach before, but like and the the change of scenery and I mm. and I remember thinking like I'm just gonna try to write something that that's coming that feels like it's some sort of mm-hmm. it's growing out of where I am mm. somehow. And I wrote something mm. that felt very really like not like me. And I kind of mm. it was it felt like, ooh, this is different. I should do this more often. Like that's it's cool. field trips. And then you never should, did it again. <laughs> never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've since done it. You know, has spent a lot of time out in Julian. And the, yeah,
1: so that was my next. Yeah, that was my next thing I was going to say. You you're at the beach? I have a whole you have theory a thing? about like the beach. There's just something about like there's constant. The ocean is moving, and there's the air is like full of this salty. All these different elements Um compared to the woods. We were talking about that too because you're up there a lot. And totally a, different energies. right? There's a theory about that too,
0: mm. which kind of goes against I think how you feel at the beach. But the theory is. People who live by the water, the ocean takes energy from them, Mm -hmm. and the mountains give you energy. And it has maybe something. They theorize it has something to do with um, at least in the mountains, you know, oxygen from those trees and maybe elevation or something. But like when you do look at like beach bums or like beach towns, there tend to be people who are just more mellow, less motivated. Maybe every
1: surfer I've ever known has been. Are they're always like really cool and always really mellow, and they don't get, they don't seem like they're stressed out. I wouldn't say that beach takes energy. I would say it—it's it cal- a calming energy. It's mm. just a different type of maybe energy. it takes
0: away a anxious
1: energy. Yeah, maybe somehow. it's that because I always feel when I leave the beach, I'll this just is go a wave to the beach. Right just to, yeah, yeah. Come on, keep it. Come I always feel. I, I just always feel better after I leave the beach. Not not in a I'm drained sort of way, but mm-hmm. in a more ground. It grounds me. It's very grounding. But then again, you also have your shoes off and you're walking in the sand. I mean, that is like completely.
0: Uh, it's literally, literally being grounded. Yeah, know?
1: and then there's something about <clears throat> just even if I'm just just walk into the <laughs> the ocean, you like you feel you're part of that kind of earth movement, and then you're looking at just this vast thing, and you're like, wow, the, you you're, you feel like you're connected to the planet. Yeah, you more, feel
0: small and big all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? There's actually like a um, I heard somebody talking about this where there, there's a culture within. Um, MMA and specifically Mm jujitsu where they would like in Brazil be like you go train and then you go into the water you go into the beach oh wow and what it is really is it's like a salt bath so you get like you actually absorb minerals Mm -hmm. while also cooling off and you know maybe maybe you're warming down by kind of swimming a little bit but like
1: there I think there's something you know biological going on and yeah then that translates to the spiritual. You're also stepping into an ocean which is full of a. It's a whole other planet. There's a whole other system of life. Yeah. In there, and always it it's like that's it's kind of scary because everybody's scared of sharks, you know. But you you know there's fish, you know. I I live in Long Beach and I'll I'll go to Seal Beach, uh, which is like right next door. Yeah. Because the beaches are cleaner and the water's like you can actually go in it. Um, but uh, Seal I think it's Seal Beach is. It has the highest population of um, stingrays out of, like, the whole country. That's what killed Steve Irwin. Oh, really? Yeah. That's right. But right. like a giant right one. But these, you, you, they tell you to shuffle your feet when you walk out in the water because if you don't, you just end up stepping on them. Oh, so and then they potentially feet, react? Yeah, because they're just like, oh, you stepped on me. Boom. But if mm. you kind of let them know you're coming, they'll get out of the way. That's what happens. A lot of people just step on them, and then they just jam you. Oh. Yeah. I've stepped on them before. I've never, I've never been hit. But I've felt it. You put your foot down, and you feel something goes and it scurries away. <laughs> it's this flat little thing, and it's boom. Dude, that terrifies me out. Yeah, they say it's. I've never felt it, but they say it's one of the worst pains. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and you just—I mean, you're getting
0: a, stabbed plus poisoned. That's <laughs> yeah. like a double, yeah, for sure. I, um, I was I gonna say? That like literally gave me amnesia. Just thinking about that. Uh, I, oh, I was gonna say the other thing about. Getting away from taking a break from all your worries sure would help help a lot. That's the cheers theme song. Taking a
1: break from all your worries. Sure <laughs> <it> <laughs> would help a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, little changes of scenery, like um Andy and I used to notice that when we were like in the mixing stages or something, that mm-hmm. like you know, you spend a normal day is like a good seven or eight hours in the studio and a long day is a few extra than that. Mm-hmm. And you're spending 95% of the time looking at Pro Tools. hmm A screen. So, like, we found that things sounded different when we turned the screens off.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Super weird, which kind of, it, it gets into a little bit of that that land of synesthesia or, like, mm-hmm. or even just the way your senses feel. Like,
1: You're also not looking at a waveform and, and analyzing it with your sight. That right? too. I, heard, I can't remember who it was, but there was a producer talking about that, and they don't use... Computers—they're just one of those old school. We just only use tape, uh-huh. and he—scotch tape. Yeah, I just used masking tape. But the, he was—he was saying that the re, one of the main reasons is because he—he's like, I noticed when musicians and artists come in here, and you start looking at waveforms, and then you start kind of analyzing, over-analyzing things, because you can see everything. Yeah. Whereas you just—if you don't have that, and you just have tape, it's all—it's all audio. It's only what you're hearing. Yeah. You're, never, you're not seeing anything, and there's nothing distraction and it also kind of makes you overanalyze things maybe well dude one of the things i was thinking i
0: was in the bathroom earlier thinking do a lot of good thinking in there Mm -hmm. um just about stuff you know that's been on my mind and it's been on my mind a lot and one of them is just analog versus digital Mm -hmm. in every single way obviously we're talking about like computers versus just you know machines with gears and mm-hmm. electricity moving through things and air moving versus just like ones and zeros and yeah and just what all the positives and negatives of total control you know like i have right there's a there's a section in my in my book that's kind of all about that just dealing with like what are we getting out of being able to edit and control and mm-hmm. perfectly tune things and perfectly time things like you said right. like being able to look and see what music looks like. And it's only one way that music looks. It's so weird that the, the people mm. who design these programs... That's right. It could have been anything. They could have used, like, a <laughs> metaphor. They could have been like, all right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I actually had this idea for a plugin." But uh, little
1: animals, like, on your screen. Yeah, it could be animals. Or, or, bunny or, rabbits for the...
0: Or, like, a forest. So, let me pitch my <laughs> plug-in to you. <laughs> You're oh, okay. your waves right now. Okay. What if... Uh, I pictured a, a mixing plug-in. Uh, Picture kind of like the visual, the cartoon style of uh, South Park.
1: Okay. Or something. Like the
0: one-dimensional. One very one-dimensional, there. yeah. There's that. You can pick your style. You can pick like the South oh, okay. Park style I like it. and Simpsons style. Or you can do like full-blown like video game, like super yeah, high-end realistic. CGI movie style, you know, like whatever. I don't know why Lord of the Rings came to mind. I'm sure, sure there's newer movies, some sort of Marvel movie. Anyways, so you take your mix, and you basically assign um, objects or characters to each of your instruments,
1: yeah.
0: and then you press a button and it creates a picture. And so you look at this picture. So like I would, if you just took like a three piece rock band, and you do, and you use this, you press a button, and let's say you you go like, okay, I want. Um, Mountain scenery with trees, um, analogy of this mix, boop, and it spits it out. And the lead vocal is a tree that's in right near you. Mm-hmm. And like maybe the snare drum is a tree that's like right next to that. And then, you know, like the ethereal guitars are like distant trees on a mountaintop. So like everything's
1: yeah, visually. Yeah. You edit it that way, you can bring it closer or farther. Or yeah, anything further that's out. the
0: shakers pan hard right, that's a little bush that's like, or a little <laughs> bunny rabbit that's on the right. And so you see things and all, basically the program, the, the what it'll be working from is like the size of things are basically their volume. Okay. Maybe the size up and down is their volume mm-hmm. relative in your mix. So and it'll take like... Panning oh, would be... Panning is left certain. or right, obviously. And then maybe the, the sonic size of things, it would analyze it like how much low end or high end is on oh, yeah. it. And that would place it maybe in width and depth. Yeah,
1: the tree gets fatter as you like... As you add, add more, more low wood. end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, you boost the subs, I, and then, you know, it's like yeah, you the have trunk boulders. <laughs> yeah, the trunk gets bigger.
0: And then, like, the more reverb the you add, the more clouds are in the sky or something. Mm-hmm. And you'd get this, like, it could easily, we could just have taken that route, where everything's symbolic, as opposed right. to it being, I mean, a waveform is actually, like, it's waves, and sound is waves. Mm-hmm. But I think we could easily be seeing sound in some other way, like, That is weird. It would be just that. as valuable, right? You're
1: just kind of used to seeing a waveform and... Knowing what it is. Because every DAW has the same looking waveform, right? Right. It's time, yeah. it's time to change. And then it's time for <laughs> change, man. Yeah, let's, let's get on this.
0: Somebody get on that plug-in and then give me a royalty. That's <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy thing, man. So yeah, let's get back to the worst thing about... <laughs> Did you
1: answer that question?
0: <laughs> I think the worst thing about me is that... It's a tie, maybe. For first place for the worst thing i think i can be a little bit too reactionary to what and it connects to the other one which is like i have a deep desire to be understood and to understand Mm -hmm. like to connect with people but then there's this there's this part of me that that's introverted and sort of a loner and a natural isolationist Mm -hmm. is that a word yeah, um, sure, and so, and music has always been like a tool for that. Like, oh, I can get my everything out, and then, but then the music ends up meaning almost too much, too much. to me, or the or the reactions I do or don't get mean too much. I t- basically right. taking everything a little too personally. Mm-hmm. So I think having a more mature, I, I wish I was more mature as my default setting when things matter a lot to me, but then. I connect like my identity and my, va- my, I think part of my value as a person is mm-hmm. too wrapped up in, in what I do and, and what the, the whole thing. Like I'm obsessed with making it an accurate, like what I create an accurate picture of who I am. Mm-hmm. But then I also have a job to do part of the time when it's not my music.
1: Where you have to detach yourself from your personality from it.
0: Well, I'm supposed to bring as much as I can to it to make it as yeah. as authentic and good as I can. But inevitably, there, there are areas in like, I want to make sure I didn't say in inevitably. <laughs> inevitably, there are areas of it which maybe I don't connect to as much. So I have mm-hmm. to get into a space of like understanding the paradigm or something, mm-hmm. you know, like um, even though I... I like hip-hop music and i connect to what those sounds do it's definitely like a departure from you know being a being a drummer and wanting to being more accustomed to and drawn towards organic drum sounds Mm -hmm. so like when it comes to like 808 kicks and 808 snares and programmed hi-hats and stuff like i can totally get into it but there's always a slight disconnect it's not like a part of my dna i guess as much Mm -hmm. so and once you start to get into that area, it becomes a little bit less you, a little bit of less about you. There's a tiny bit of insecurity in it, but then you're also trying to just own it and be inside that box. And mm-hmm. um, So I guess it's like, and then if somebody says like, nah, I just don't think the mix is hitting hard enough. It's like, shoot, or mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever it might be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, it's interesting. So I think that'd be, that'd be one thing that I wish I could find that perfect healthy balance of just kind of still caring as much as I care, Mm -hmm. but without maybe feeling like there's so much at stake or something
1: Mm -hmm.
0: with it. And that I could just, it's one thing I've been really working on hard in the past, like whatever it's going on a decade of like really kind of admitting that I had, that I was a little bit too sensitive, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, um, in that area.
1: But that's what drew you probably to it in the first place, right? Absolutely is. I mean, it was music
0: a, it was an avenue for expression that <clears throat> that that worked.
1: Mhm.
0: I don't know. How do you See, this is the thing, dude. It's like I've known you a long time and you talk about your relationship to music. Cuz I feel like you and I like a lot of the same things about music. We like mm-hmm. music that's personal and has a certain level of intensity to it, maybe some melancholy, maybe like the darker mm-hmm. elements of, of life being expressed in, in, in a cathartic way through music. But I feel like every time you show me your music, I feel like you're not dealing with that. Or I don't know. Dealing something, with what? I with guess voice. the
1: same battle of... Um, I I don't know actually. I just know battle that of of feeling too personal or feeling too connected to it. I guess because it's I, weird. I, I definitely you do right. Even that even so I I brought you like a cover acoustic cover that I was recording at home the other day. Um, just of a yeah human rag and bone man right. Yeah yeah awesome song. I just I got a new mic and I wanted to kind of do something. So I brought it over here and I was asking you for your opinion on you know mix stuff and even that I was like oh I just feel like oh. No matter what, I'm so used to hearing myself recorded at this point, I still cringe not cringe, but I still get like a little uptight when I hear myself. So wait, walk me through what, like, what's going
0: on. Are you just kinda like
1: Just being feeling like too sensitive about it and too too connected to to that? Are you, you just know?
0: literally like is it like looking at yourself in the mirror going like, ooh, yuck? Or like, is it just hearing it, or is it because you're showing me And you're curious and and there's like insecurity about that,
1: or is that even a part of it? What's going on? You mean you personally well, yeah, well, yeah, that too. You feel like sure. I mean, I feel comfortable showing you anything, but I just mean showing someone else. Like sitting in a car. Here's a good example. Most most people that are music makers that I've known in my life. When they do something, it's like, let's go in the car and listen to it. And it, that's great. That's a great way to check your... Most people, still. You know, you're talking about me. Everybody. No, but, but I've done I've done that to you. I have I've other f- friends that do that too, and they like You know, that's, sit in the car, and some friends of mine are like annoying about it. And it's like, you got to listen to this, and then you got to listen to this. Dude, I've it's felt... It's like they're so
0: excited. I felt annoying about... I've trapped so many people in cars. Like, Check I'm not out my saying, new
1: song. I'm not saying it's annoying. I'm just saying I am, I've always felt too... Um, uh, insecure to like to, do, to make someone sit down in the car and listen to a mix I don't think I've ever done that before that's a perfect example I want, actually. I want to send it away and then like have that person listen to it and then just we'll talk about it later because if I'm there for it it's hard it's hard for me to do it I think it's just it's just uh singing stuff if I if it wasn't if it was me doing a guitar track or something I, mm. I wouldn't care it's just that vulnerability of singing that we talk about that's a good. Like, real-world so real,
0: real world example of the difference I was trying to pin- pinpoint, mm-hmm. like, a minute the ago. Car, the car. It's the car example. thing. Because, like, I feel like every time I see you, if I have any new music, like, I can't wait to show you. And, like, yeah. for me, it's as much about um, our friendship as it is just an excitement to but share. But you don't
1: feel a little, um, you, what's the word? Not insecure, but you don't feel a little, like, nervous or anxious about hearing yourself with someone else naked on display or something or what um this This is just getting back to your point where you're like you've never seen that in me but this is an example of like how i just it's totally i totally have that i just bottle it up i don't really
0: maybe that's what it is maybe it's like the um a temperamental difference you Mm -hmm. know like i'm i'm a little bit more like of a um
1: you're probably more open
0: put it out there person and you're more of a keep it in there person i guess right
1: and that just goes back to being kind of a shy kid growing up you're asking about my relationship with music and growing up and stuff yeah i was it's just probably a personality thing Mm -hmm. I, i definitely would say i could think back you know when when you're young and you're you start playing music with some of your friends and I I always noticed I was more attracted to like the sadder ballads on the records than any of my other friends were. Mm-hmm. Like I like la- the minor chord based stuff that was a little more melancholy. I remember being always the one that liked those songs better than my other my friend. and I never understood like why well, how come they don't how come they're not in love with this What's song? wrong of them. Yeah, why do they like the fun song, the first song on the record or whatever? And I'm more of like the the middle of the record ballad guy. <laughs> Dude, I think there's like you know, obviously, there's all kinds
0: of people who like all kinds of stuff. But I feel like some people, music is like medicine. Yeah. It really is like a thing that like has a... Do you think some people? Or on you think, a soul
1: level, It's a, there's like a medical, <laughs> soul level yeah. medical benefit. Don't you think that's everybody though, on some level? I don't know. Because I, th- I, I have friends that aren't musicians and they're the same way. That's what I mean. We'll like, I, don't, music, like I don't think there's
0: just, any way to tell from... Well, maybe there are maybe temperamental differences if you were to really study people, but I don't think there's any mm-hmm. kind of like it's not like there's two kinds of people in the world. It's a huge spectrum, but I just feel like some people have a relationship to music that is like just kind of whatever. Like I hey, just turn on the radio, and mm-hmm. I like what's on the radio, and I like this and I like that, but it's not like a go-to thing. Their
1: life doesn't depend on it.
0: They're like, yeah, <clears throat> obviously. If you're if you're like us, we we feel like we need to create it in order to feel like we're alive and living. Um, but then there are people who don't create music who also just are unbelievable fans of music and yeah. everything in their life is sort of, or a lot of important things in their life are connected to music and identity. Oh, totally. And, and just, just look
1: at a big, I don't know, YouTube show at the forum or something. Like it's like church. All those people in the in the crowd. Or you look at the. So weird. me out because I don't even like to do that. That's, we that's a to, strange. We need to disconnect. we should do that. Like we we need to do like a bro hang and go to a big show or go see a I've gone to so few shows man like something about the energy of all the people in the same place you know doing the same thing or focusing on the same thing
0: that brings up a interesting topic because i when I see well I' wanna make a blanket statement so for some reason going to see music live in the audience mm-hmm. and then what I see going on on stage to me is almost a completely different thing than, yeah, than making recording. a recording oh, or sure. creating the song or whatever. And it's like, it's not even the same activity for some reason. Even right. though I know like that both are playing drums, both could, uh, drums, both are playing instruments. Um,
1: mm-hmm. That was weird. Is that a well, slip? Well, both are using the same song, but it's in a different setting, right? It's a different. Because yeah. there's a visual aspect to it too, or if you're listening to music, unless it's a video. I mean, nowadays, you everything, you know. Or if you're looking at everything my a plugin. Video. Yeah, there you go. It doesn't exist. No, but yeah, the
0: like the two things that spring, to, four things spring to mind. Um two Beyonce four. concert I went to,
1: yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Um, the Muse concert I went to, mm-hmm. Coldplay and Keith Urban. So Beyonce was like the ultimate in like high production. Yeah, dancers Big everywhere, show. people flying out of the stage, the <laughs> trap doors, mm-hmm. like unbelievable production value like it couldn't ne- it's like okay they're playing music but the- i'm at a secondary yeah, yeah this you're is at a like show a-
1: you're at like a theater show or something
0: completely yeah and if inevitably inevitably
1: are my favorite part <laughs> du- but- <laughs> indubitably <laughs> that's like, the worst word of all time isn't yeah. it we should get into horrible words later yeah, that'd be a good stupid questions. stupid
0: questions yeah so the um <clears throat> The moment where it's all broken down and it's just her and the guitar player whatever, ends up mm-hmm. being seemingly the favorite moment, but maybe mm-hmm. just, just for me. But you can kind of tell that it's like, oh, special. This, now we're doing something different. Mm-hmm. It's like not even the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then and then there's Muse, which is like a really high production rock band.
1: I think you saw them on the same tour I saw them. It was insane. I saw them at, at uh, Irvine Meadows, which is not there anymore. That's where I saw them. Yeah, might have been the same show. Could have been the same show. Was that the one where they had <sighs> they No down? One's
0: Gonna take Yeah. me course, yeah. yeah. Every
1: song had video, I think. And like it was huge, huge words all over. There was, there was yeah, screens I remember that. everywhere. Yeah. I just I also remember them wheeling out a grand piano at one point on the stage. Yes. And then the dude just gets down and just.
0: Yeah. a Full grand piano. For Butterflies and Hurricanes, right? I don't remember what it is. Yeah. That's maybe. the one that has the big breakdown in the middle. Yeah. I was. I took Andy to that show, and I plunked down for literally, like... The best seats. If, if the house speakers were a studio, we were, like, in the triangle. You know, oh, really? Like you're supposed really? to be equidistance from the speakers to the... Per- Is like that I near was like the... Right in the middle. Near the
1: sound booth? Like, in that... Kind of, yeah. Was like
0: In, it in seems that like... lower loge area, but, like, basically, my my field of vision was the stage. Yeah. So
1: there's no... Like, you know, if you're on the grass, you're like, uh... Yeah, I on the side. There. I was on the side for that show, but there's a huge screen there, so it was you, you, I could kind of see everything.
0: But it was all encompassing and one of the best shows yeah. I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, me too. That was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, because all those just... guys are
1: so great. They're so talented. The songs are cool. They had a horn section come out for one song. That's right.
0: Yeah. Whoa,
1: like, oh, I was blown away. Okay, so then there's that. There's high
0: production, and obviously, you know, I'm more of a fan of that kind of music than the other. But uh, and Beyonce's production is way more about like. You know, pizzazz and dancing and mm-hmm. stuff. And Muse is just more about, I guess, a theatrical experience of of like light and
1: mm-hmm. things
0: like that. So then, but then there's Keith Urban who had the biggest screen I've ever seen. It must have been like a hundred by fifty. <laughs> yeah, that seems entire to be the back. new thing
1: now. Like all the huge, huge acts just have to bring this entire was it behind the stage like behind the drummer that kind of yeah it just took up fr- the whole stage it took up the whole stage yeah the screen so cool
0: but other than that basically a band playing and mm-hmm. then and then coldplay very similar like they have a lot of fun production stuff that happens and balls that bounce around the audience Yeah, and for yellow confetti. All the yellow balls come yeah. out yeah i saw that <laughs> but those two were you could tell the attitude of of the band specifically the singer so chris martin mm-hmm. and keith urban they were like I'm I'm doing this for us and they mm. they make the place feel small and they make the place mm-hmm. feel like a church mm-hmm. and you feel like you're having fun with them there's something about yeah, their yeah. energy that's like very uniting mm-hmm. and the music too it's very like feel good. Right, there's a positive. There's a positive. Right, the, those
1: two guys like those two front men kind of bono-ish too. Yeah, Bono. Bono might be a little yeah. more He's probably heavy. The,
0: the pioneer of that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little heavier. He's a little more like Goes a little deeper. Sunday, bloody Sunday. You know, yeah. like we're on a mission, but it is that same positive energy of like we're in this together. Everybody just yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Whatever that lead singer is doing is sort of like spreads into the audience. Like, yeah. if they if they're as you know just free, you can mm-hmm. feel it. There's not a balance totally, of insecurity. That's
1: such a cool point. It's same thing with. There's so many. And that just brings up so many bands. I know you're not a Metallica fan, but James Hetfield. It's like he that there's a he's one of the main reasons that band is so big because. He has that too. It's not like a mm. fun guy, happy guy energy. It's more like a, like a oh, intensity, you know? Yeah, we all hit everything, <laughs> but we're <laughs> together. Except each other, you know? But it's still, there's still a positive vibe of we like, all hey, if somebody together. gets, you know, hurt, pick them up. There's always that kind of thing too.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Anyways, yeah, you need to have that front man. Those kind of bands have to have the, that front. If you're going to be on that big of a stage, literally, that mm-hmm. big of a production, you have to be a Beyonce, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what.
0: Raises can't. these artists that's a part of what raises these artists to the level of cultural icon because
1: mm-hmm.
0: obviously it it can't be done without great songs. There's right. not like somebody out there with horrible songs who happens to be an awesome leader right. that's playing music. I guess that's why they those would be politicians so but like or talk show hosts or something, but there's something about like obviously James Hetfield is almost like the quintessential rocker guy who has this certain kind of attitude he mm-hmm. lives it and he becomes a little bit of a god like mm-hmm. representative of that maybe, maybe even thing maybe ozzy maybe
1: Ozzy's a better um, example
0: it's another good like different example that, he's like
1: wacko yeah but if you listen to live recordings anytime he has a chance he's yelling at the audience to like Come on, you know, give me back some energy kind of thing. Or yeah. say this, or yell that. And and that dude's been around forever.
0: And interestingly enough, like, I would say Keith Urban and Chris Martin, because those shows just stand out to me, they're both, um, I think, very positive people who just mm-hmm. love music. And, yeah, you can tell. And are very, like, it, yeah. relational, and their energy is is naturally going out, but they're also... Somewhat introspective people, yeah. Too. There's like a
1: purity to their. He yeah,
0: has like a childlike what love. What they put out, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's a big thing with Coldplay. I think. I think that's one of the big reasons why they connect with so many people. Because mm-hmm. he has that kind of like, oh, he's he's really having fun. Yeah, you know, you can just tell by in interviews. You can tell by the way people self, talk about their music.
0: He's very self-effacing too.
1: Yeah, that helps too.
0: Like, but it doesn't seem like an act. I think we we would have known by now. Like, I think he's pretty. Humble, like he kind of is willing mm-hmm. to say, We suck, but we're the best band in the world because we, <laughs> we're just like he doesn't care that some people think they're soft rock or cheesy. Like he yeah. always talks about that. Right. Wasn't there something that Dave Grohl said about him? <clears throat> I think Dave I Grohl know. has often kind of picked on Coldplay as being like weak rock. Yeah. Cause he's just, he, he has to, he's that. alpha male rock, <laughs> you know? It's pretty funny. Yeah. But you know, they respect each other. Oh, for sure. But then you have Beyonce or what was the other band I mentioned? I guess Muse. But both of them, completely different ends of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. but I'd say there's a pretty healthy dose of pretension with Mm. both. And and I wouldn't even say that there's, without it being like a...
1: Necessary though, right?
0: It's necessary and it also isn't really a a pejorative. Like It's not,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: not necessarily negative that there's pretense. I think it's just more like, You know, Matthew Bellamy, the lead singer of Muse, is really into conspiracy theories and like Mm. he's he likes to create this other world with his music. Mm -hmm. Whereas you, with the other two examples, Keith Urban, Chris Martin, you're just like seeing a guy who happens Mm -hmm. to be really famous, but he's really just a dude who loves stuff. And like he's it's more about down to earth, right? Yet transcending down to earth with like a, a spirituality or something. Whereas with Matthew Bellamy, it's more like, you're not even really seeing a person. You're seeing more of like a, a world he's created. And then Beyonce, it's like mm-hmm. a, she even has a Sasha Fierce. Like she has, she's got an alter ego that she talks about. Like right. she becomes on stage. Mm-hmm. It's not about stripping away. It's almost like adding on. It's like mm-hmm. putting on something, which is pretense, I guess.
1: Hmm. So what do you think? I mean, what's your personal, what are you more drawn to? The You're saying like the muse guy more more creating a world and and maybe character or, or something like that as opposed to just someone just being um, down to earth and writing love songs and connecting on that level. <laughs> I guess there's, there's obviously it, merit to both, but I'm asking, like, what, what do you... What's my thing? Yeah. Well, this is where I feel like I've fallen into the cracks
0: as an artist. It's like the more I got in touch with who mm. I am and what I do, I realized that, like... <clears throat> I'm always trying to strip away pretense, Mm -hmm. but get down to what matters and means a lot to me and really try to dig into um, trying to be just a a better person all the time and also battling with my beliefs and battling with my, my presuppositions about life and battling with my emotions versus my thoughts and like, the chicken mm-hmm. or egg thing with that, like do you mm-hmm. feel things and then think about it or do you think things and feel about it? Do things happen and then you feel You things happen and you think and then you feel all that stuff and then how does that relate to, to God and and spirituality and all all that stuff. So like in a way, I feel like normal life and normal human interaction is rarely, this is why I love podcasts actually, is because mm. it's kind of a, it's like in some way, very laid back, but it's also like hallowed ground for talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I love when a conversation goes to that place of like, what's life about? What's going on here? And like, what's even things like consciousness and reality and whatever. But mm-hmm. those, when you start to talk about those kind of things, it starts to, you, you're running the risk of the pre, the pretension of, of it being like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're talking about the important things mm-hmm. in life, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, so in my music I've always tried to like just really be as dig as deep as I can without being pretentious and also without being of a time like I don't want to just like use the tools of the trends you know so I kind mm-hmm. of I'm always wanting to make sure that there's nothing about the the music part all the different choices from mixing to instruments to sounds that's that's going to like take you or distract you from the meaning of what's going on.
1: Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that's stripping away. (laughs) It's like shooting
0: myself in the foot though, because it's like, I'm going to try to make this everything that it can be as good as it can be without it being what everybody happens to like right now. (laughs) (laughs) Or, but the, or the thing that can be liked no matter when you hear it. So it's like timelessness. Like I I like to think of it as like the jeans and t-shirt or something like Mm -hmm. every era has a jeans and t-shirt, like, Mm -hmm. and you're, if you if you choose to wear that, you'll at least not regret what you wore that's good. in old pictures. That's a
1: great little analogy.
0: But um, so I guess that's the thing, and maybe that there's like a disconnect, or at least historically, maybe there's a disconnect between my personality, like the thing I've needed to create in order to just live a life, and then the part of me that's like basically always thinking about, th- always in the tension. Mm -hmm. and and so music is like an outlet for that and that feels even more that's why it becomes so important to me because it feels even more real than the reality of me talking Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it's funny because this just popped into my head but Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm people ask him like so you know you're you're so nice and like you know like so the Larry on the show like Mm -hmm. who is that you know like and he's like no 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 this person you're talking to right now that that guy's a fraud. Oh, the the other, guy that's on the real show—that's really me. <laughs> I wish I could be that guy yeah, right yeah. now. You know, like in some way, I guess that's what—that's the kind of relationship to art that I have.
1: That's a cool way to look at it. What about you? I know what you mean because the older you get, the more you kind of have to—I don't know how to put it—but you kind of said, you know, um, in order to live a normal life, I have to. Kind of become this part of my personality, or you have to develop a certain part of your personality just to kind of relate with the
0: yeah. You need happy, fun guy. You need normal secular world. Like you have
1: like out the world outside or whatever. You have to learn that. But what we're what you're talking about that internal thing where you're you're kind of living through that Mm -hmm. in your music. That came first, right? Like that, you can you can probably trace that back to when you were a child. Oh, like that's you've always had that, right? Absolutely. That's why I. Me learned. too. And you, you feel like I. I, I always thought, <clears throat> well, that'll probably change and I'll evolve a little bit when I get older and I'll become an old person. But now I'm an old person and it's I don't feel any different. <laughs> that's exactly. The same. And that and people say that all the time, like I don't feel old. You know, right. I just hit fifty, but yeah. I, don't, I feel like I'm a teenager. I kind of know, at least in this context, I can I kind of know what that means because I still. In the in the internal kind of whatever's going on in your head, and you want to make music, you want to create something. That that it's like a feeling almost. That's that's and that and you've had that for so long. You don't really ever grow out of that. I don't think. Yeah. That's why I think maybe they they say music is like the fountain of youth. You know, you don't we don't really ever feel like you're getting old because of that process is always going on internally. Uh huh. And you only feel like you're satiated with that if you're creating something or you're doing music or you're recording or you're building something you know yeah creativity keeps satisfied until it keeps you,
0: you young even though that mm-hmm. part of you that you're talking about that i totally connect to it's like yeah there's this little part of me that's just exactly the same
1: as it always has been
0: yeah ever since like i can, as far back as my memory goes this little part of me that's like looking out and going mm-hmm. like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I feel like this and some people seem to feel like that but other people don't seem to feel like that at all. I guess I'll just talk, I guess I'll just say yeah. this. Yeah. Like whatever that little thing is and then like the struggles and it's been exactly the same and then all this stuff has been added on top of it. Yeah, yeah. That's what
1: I'm saying. You kind of just learn how to be an adult. You learn how to, how to be whatever age you are. You kind of have to but that fountain socially. of youth
0: aspect is, is interesting because it I think is that's like that's what
1: it is. I think that's the fountain of youth. It's that internal, whatever that motor that's yeah. But the paradox is,
0: it. it's like that part of me always felt like a very old part.
1: Mm, ooh, maybe that's because it's just a thing that you tap into, or you 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 are tapped into it, or you're not. You mean like a collective unconscious? Yeah, just that, or but, and, or a primal.
0: And, and, thing that everybody has on some level. Whatever
1: it is, I don't think everybody, I don't know. I think it's a thing. I, I look at music and art as a thing that you kind of like t- jump in, you tap into it. You don't just, I'm going to make this because I can do this. It's like, it's a thing that's already been there forever. And you, you're either attracted to it and you want to dabble in it and you want to like jump in that little river or, you, or you're or you just not interested in it. Um, on some and I level, think that's why art, you know, artists and our, our creative People tend to really congregate together because that's the only time I ever, without the musicians, right. the only time I ever feel um, the kindred spirit thing. Otherwise, I feel like um, hanging out with people that don't do that, those kind of things, I, I've always been like envious of those kind of people because, like, oh, they just get really? it. They just get life. Like, they're just doing it right and <laughs> they're just in it. And I feel like I have to put myself in it almost. Yeah. But when I'm around other musicians, there's just a unspoken um, common ground or something. Yeah, you, you see that
0: too. Like most, a lot of the podcasts I listen to happen to be comedians. And they have this like... Yeah, they have their own thing. I
1: cannot stand
0: hanging out with non-comedians. Like you hear right. Bill Burr talk a lot about like, mm-hmm. if I'm somewhere and there's a comedian, it's like a life raft. He's like, ah, oh, go, yeah, reach yeah. out for the comedian. they so think I the same
1: way. when And in their internal thing is, is similar to yours. Yeah,
0: it's the same. Like I... You know, most of most of my friends, for a whole bunch of reasons, but are musicians because you just kind of think the same way. But I think this this artist core isn't necessarily a a music thing. It's a, I think it's sort of an artist thing, and and almost without over romanticizing it or making it more like, ooh, this is a a better way to be or Mm -hmm. something or whatever. Pretentious. It feels, yeah, it feels like an affliction a little bit, Mm -hmm. and like like i just remember feeling whatever this little feeling is this isolation
1: mm-hmm.
0: feeling a lot of people feel that isolation maybe without the the need to do something specific about it like you're drawn mm-hmm. to music you go like ooh this is going to cure the isolation mm-hmm. and then there's some there's some aspect to that that
1: that makes you i don't know it's <sighs> maybe that that well or whatever it is that you're we're talking about you're attracted to and you you're you jump into like, maybe it's right next to depression. Maybe depression is, you know what I mean? Because it yes. seems like there's a correlation. Like you said, it's an affliction. My first thought is like, oh, well, that just, you know, reminds me of, You mm-hmm. you're there's something in that river that is, depression like swims in it too. You know, you're not always depressed all the time, but it's right, it's closer. It's a melancholy. Than if you're not in that
0: <laughs> I stream. Remember, remember being in therapy and talking about this exact thing.
1: It was the therapist like, what's... What are you talking about? No, he was—he's a musician. <laughs> which oh, is he cool. was, oh, and he wow. was
0: like, you know, like, and I had been talking to him for like a year, year and a half, and um, he's like, you know, I think, he's like, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't suggest necessarily like that you go on an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. You could, and it would probably help, but he's like, it's kind of, you're you're in that space mm-hmm. of That's melancholy. Space. That's that's there's something good coming from it. Like I think it would probably kill your art. He turned out to be right, as I spoke about earlier in the last podcast. But
1: um, so you have to pick. What do you want to do? Do you want to just take a couple pills and just be numb to that and just be happy living your life, or do you want to just take a risk and say I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it be what it is? Yeah, and what's funny is I didn't.
0: I've never really disliked that part either. Like, I've always...
1: It's exciting. The
0: only thing I don't... When it comes to, like, in, intense emotions, anxiety is the one that, like, is just... Forget it. There, nothing right. good comes from that in my... Unless, you know, whatever. There's fight right. or flight. And I think the fight or flight mechanism in human beings in modern culture gets attached to weird things when really it's about, mm, like, is there a lot of... Right. That? You're,
1: you're literally life depends on it.
0: Yeah, and I think we anxiety or things that like especially extreme anxiety moments usually are when your brain is sort of like it's clicking into that mode but there's really yeah. not
1: anything that's going to like there's yeah, it's not life or death. It's not what it feels death, like it is. But it feels like it is. So, but the melancholy has always been a buddy. Right. It's but, been, but it's like but, a, it's it's like like a kind a warm, of buddy that, sad pillow. <laughs> right, but it's the kind of buddy where if you get too close to it for too long, it starts to kind of the 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 negative things of you know, it can you know spiral. what I mean? Like the tentacles can kind of start to come out and and hug you back. <laughs> yeah. You want to hug it, but and you then don't drag want it to you hug. Down you back. Into the black yeah, because it's heavy. Yeah. You want to hug it, but you don't want it to hug you back.
0: But it's all yeah, and it's like thank God there's music and and relationships and I think that's the balance. Like there have been times when I've put too much of myself into uh too much of that into music, and then it starts to almost be a feedback loop mm. in a way. And then I realized like, oh, I'm, I'm missing doing this with friends and doing this with mm-hmm. my wife and doing this with family. Like it can get out of balance really easy
1: because it's, it's addicting. Well, is, is, is it that, is that the, the remedy? Because that, that's the remedy for, well, not the remedy for depression, but <clears throat> one of the big things about depression or something that leads to it is isolation, you yeah. know, It's like if you're not talking, you could be next to it if, if as long as you're not isolating yourself with it. Yeah, you know. And if you have other people to work with, I think I've noticed that's the cure for me when I'm feeling like way too low. I I don't even. It's never like I consciously go. I need to go hang out with my friends, or I need to go work with Adam, or I need to go do something collaborative with other people that Mm -hmm. feel kind of similar. But whenever once it happens, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. This is what I'm. This is what I need to do. Yeah. If it's really. It's balance, right? A yeah. lot of it. It's yeah, like, you got to check yourself. Because if you're going to be in that melancholy, creative <clears throat> land, you got to make sure you know when to kind of back up a little bit, right? You got to know when to hold them. That's right. Know when to fold them. You know when to fold them.
0: Should we No, wrap it up? is. Yeah, we should wrap it up. But yeah, it is just, it's a balance thing. I th- I've found that like...
1: That you learn over time, right? You learn how to...
0: I need to record. I need to write. I need to be creative. I need to make sure that, like, I'm not that I'm talking to people. I'm processing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if we're not processing our real feelings with human beings, mm-hmm. you don't really find out what parts of your mind are create are like going a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And you get like some, you know, you hear yourself talk sometimes. You're like, oh, I needed to say that out loud and hear totally. that. that's a pretty that's, stupid. That's why therapy
1: is sometimes is just about you talking. You don't have to yeah. hear an answer back. You I, just need to kind of say it out loud, and then you go, oh yeah, that I sound like this.
0: That's why I love podcasts, and that's why I've been drawn to to doing one again. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, it's like this cool little space where you can do this stuff and just bounce and bounce and bounce ideas. And Mm -hmm. there's not like this feeling of like, oh, we better get to work doing something else. Or, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to to not do this. You know, I've heard I've heard Joe Rogan talk Mm -hmm. a, a lot of times about like before he started the podcast, he does three hour podcasts. He would never sit down for that long. Right. With his friends well, or we with would. interesting people.
1: We have. <laughs> we have. I, yeah, we just have microphones now.
0: That's kind of what led to this in a way, is like but the thing but is, 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 is our friendship was was like a once a year, once every few years thing. And then when yeah. we would get together, it'd be like an epic conversation. Right. But I guess the more you're around somebody, the less you do that.
1: Right. Not you anymore. more. Now we have a reason to talk shop. Yep. Hey guys. Oh, anyway, st- you're still here? You're hi. still here? Oh, hello.
0: Anyways, all right. Until next time. Shama Lama Ding Dong. Good, good night and good morning. Good night and good morning. Yeah.